chapter nine of memoirs of the author of a vindication of the rights of woman this is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. memoirs of the author of vindication of the rights of woman by william godwin seventeen ninety six seventeen ninety seven i am now led by the progress of the story to the last branch of her history the connection between mary and myself and this i shall relate with the same simplicity that has pervaded every other part of my narrative if there ever were any motives of prudence or delicacy that could impose a qualification upon the story they are now over they could have no relation but to fictitious rules of decorum there are no circumstances of her life that in the judgment of honour and reason could brand her with disgrace never did there exist a human being that needed with less fear expose all their actions and call upon the universe to judge them an event of the most deplorable sort has awfully imposed silence upon the gabble of frivolity we renewed our acquaintance in january seventeen ninety six but with no particular effect except so far as sympathy in her anguish added in my mind to the respect i had always entertained for her talents it was in the close of that month that i read her letters from norway and the impression that book produced upon me has been already related it was on the fourteenth of april that i first saw her after her excursion into berkshire on that day she called upon me in summer's town she having since her return taken a lodging in cumming street pentonville at no great distance from the place of my habitation from that time our intimacy increased by regular but almost imperceptible degrees the partiality we conceived for each other was in that mode which i have always regarded as the purest and most refined style of love it grew with equal advances in the mind of each it would have been impossible for the most minute observer to have said who was before and who was after one sex did not take the priority which long-established custom has awarded it nor the other overstep that delicacy which is so severely imposed i am not conscious that either party can assume to have been the agent or the patient the toil-spreader or the prey in the affair when in the course of things the disclosure came there was nothing in a manner for either party to disclose to the other in july seventeen ninety six i made an excursion into the county of norfolk which occupied nearly the whole of that month during this period mary removed from cumming street pentonville to jed place west which may be considered as the extremity of somers town in the former situation she had occupied a furnished lodging she had mediated a tour to italy or switzerland and knew not how soon she should set out with that view now however she felt herself reconciled to a longer abode in england probably without exactly knowing why this change had taken place in her mind she had a quantity of furniture locked up at a broker's ever since her residence in store street and she now found it advisable to bring it into use this circumstance occasioned her present removal the temporary separation attendant on my little journey 
had its effect on the mind of both parties it gave a space for the maturing of inclination i believe that during this interval each furnished to the other the principal topic of solitary and daily contemplation absence bestows a refined and aerial delicacy upon affection which it with difficulty acquires in any other way it seems to resemble the communication of spirits without the medium or the impediment of this earthly frame when we met again we met with new pleasure and i may add with a more decisive preference for each other it was however three weeks longer before the sentiment which trembled upon the tongue burst from the lips of either there was as i have already said no period of throes and resolute explanation attendant on the tale it was a friendship melting into love previously to our mutual declaration each felt half assured yet each felt a certain trembling anxiety to have assurance complete mary rested her head upon the shoulder of her lover hoping to find a heart with which she might safely treasure her world of affection fearing to commit a mistake yet in spite of her melancholy experience fraught with that generous confidence which in a great soul is never extinguished i had never loved till now or at least had never nourished a passion to the same growth or met with an object so consummately worthy we did not marry it is difficult to recommend anything to indiscriminate adoption contrary to the established rules and prejudices of mankind but certainly nothing can be so ridiculous upon the face of it or so contrary to the genuine march of sentiment as to require the overflowing of the soul to wait upon a ceremony and that which wherever delicacy and imagination exist is of all things most sacredly private to blow a trumpet before it and to record the moment when it has arrived at its climax there were however other reasons why we did not immediately marry mary felt an entire conviction of the propriety of her conduct it would be absurd to suppose that with a heart withered by desertion she was not right to give way to the emotions of kindness which our intimacy produced and to seek for that support in friendship and affection which could alone give pleasure to her heart and peace to her meditations it was only about six months since she had resolutely banished every thought of mr imlay but it was at least eighteen that he ought to have been banished and would have been banished had it not been for her scrupulous pertinacity in determining to leave no measure untried to regain him add to this that the laws of etiquette ordinarily laid down in these cases are essentially absurd and that the sentiments of the heart cannot submit to be directed by the rule in the square but mary had an extreme aversion to be made the topic of vulgar discussion and if there be any weakness in this the dreadful trials through which she had recently passed may well plead in its excuse she felt that she had been too much and too rudely spoken of in the former instance and she could not resolve to do anything that should immediately revive that painful topic for myself 
it is certain that i had for many years regarded marriage with so well grounded an apprehension that notwithstanding the partiality for mary that had taken possession of my soul i should have felt it very difficult at least in the present stage of our intercourse to have resolved on such a measure thus partly from similar and partly from different motives we felt alike in this as we did perhaps in every other circumstance that related to our intercourse i have nothing further that i find it necessary to record till the commencement of april seventeen ninety seven we then judged it proper to declare our marriage which had taken place a little before the principal motive for complying with this ceremony was the circumstance of mary's being in a state of pregnancy she was unwilling and perhaps with reason to incur that exclusion from the society of many valuable and excellent individuals which custom awards in cases of this sort i should have felt an extreme repugnance to the having caused her such an inconvenience and after the experiment of seven months of as intimate an intercourse as our respective modes of living would admit there was certainly less hazard to either in the subjecting ourselves to those consequences which the laws of england annex to the relations of husband and wife on the sixth of april we entered into possession of a house which had been taken by us in concert in this place i have a very curious circumstance to notice which i am happy to have occasion to mention as it tends to expose certain regulations of polished society of which the absurdity vies with the odious mary had long possessed the advantage of an acquaintance with many persons of genius and with others whom the effects of an intercourse with elegant society combined with a certain portion of information and good sense sufficed to render amusing companions she had lately extended the circle of her acquaintance in this respect and her mind trembling between the opposite impressions of past anguish and renovating tranquillity found ease in this species of recreation wherever mary appeared admiration attended upon her she had always displayed talents for conversation but maturity of understanding her travels her long residence in france the discipline of affliction and the smiling new-born peace which awaked a corresponding smile in her animated countenance inexpressibly increased them the way in which the story of mr emley was treated in these polite circles was probably the result of the partiality she excited these elegant personages were divided between their cautious adherence to forms and the desire to seek their own gratification mary made no secret of the nature of her connection with mr emley and in one instance i well know she put herself to the trouble of explaining it to a person totally indifferent to her because he never failed to publish everything he knew and she was sure would repeat her explanation to his numerous acquaintance she was of too proud and generous a spirit to stoop to hypocrisy these persons however in spite of all that could be said persisted in shutting their eyes and pretending they took her for a married woman observe the consequence of this while she was and constantly professed to be an unmarried mother 
she was fit society for the squeamish and the formal the moment she acknowledged herself a wife and that by a marriage perhaps unexceptionable the case was altered mary and myself ignorant as we were of these elevated refinements supposed that our marriage would place her upon a surer footing in the calendar of polished society than ever but it forced these people to see the truth and to confess their belief of what they had carefully been told and this was they could not forgive be it remarked that the date of our marriage had nothing to do with this that question being never once mentioned during this period mary indeed had till now retained the name of emily which had first been assumed from necessity in france but its being retained thus long was purely from the awkwardness that attends the introduction of a change and not from an apprehension of consequences of this sort her scrupulous explicitness as to the nature of her situation surely sufficed to make the name she bore perfectly immaterial it is impossible to relate the particulars of such a story but in the language of contempt and ridicule a serious reflection however upon the whole ought to awaken emotions of a different sort mary retained the most numerous portion of her acquaintance and the majority of those whom she principally valued it was only the supporters and the subjects of the unprincipled manners of a court that she lost this however is immaterial the tendency of the proceeding strictly considered and uniformly acted upon would have been to proscribe her from all valuable society and who was the person proscribed the firmest champion and as i strongly suspect the greatest ornament her sex ever had to boast a woman with sentiments as pure as refined and as delicate as ever inhabited a human heart it is fit that such persons should stand by that we may have room enough for the dull and insolent dictators the gamblers and demireps of polished society two of the persons the loss of whose acquaintance mary principally regretted upon this occasion were mrs inchbald and mrs siddons their acquaintance it is perhaps fair to observe is to be ranked among her recent acquisitions mrs siddons i am sure regretted the necessity which she conceived to be imposed on her by the peculiarity of her situation to conform to the rules i have described she is endowed with that rich and generous sensibility which should best enable its possessor completely to feel the merits of her deceased friend she very truly observes in a letter now before me that the travels in norway were read by no one who was in possession of more reciprocity of feeling or more deeply impressed with admiration of the writer's extraordinary powers mary felt a transitory pang when the conviction reached her of so unexpected a circumstance that was rather exquisite but she disdained to sink under the injustice as this ultimately was of the supercilious and the foolish and presently shook off the impression of the first surprise that once subsided i well know that the event was thought of with no emotions but those of superiority to the injustice she sustained and was not of force enough to diminish a happiness 
which seemed hourly to become more vigorous and firm i think i may venture to say that no two persons ever found in each other's society a satisfaction more pure and refined what it was in itself can now only be known in its full extent to the survivor but i believe the serenity of her countenance the increasing sweetness of her manners and that consciousness of enjoyment that seemed ambitious that every one she saw should be happy as well as herself were matters of general observation to all her acquaintance she had always possessed in an unparalleled degree the art of communicating happiness and she was now in the constant and unlimited exercise of it she seemed to have attained that situation which her disposition and character imperiously demanded but which she had never before attained and her understanding and her heart felt the benefit of it while we lived as near neighbors only and before our last removal her mind had attained considerable tranquillity and was visited but seldom with those emotions of anguish which had been but too familiar to her but the improvement in this respect which accrued upon our removal and establishment was extremely obvious she was a worshipper of domestic life she loved to observe the growth of affection between me and her daughter then three years of age as well as my anxiety respecting the child not yet born pregnancy itself unequal as the decree of nature seems to be in this respect is the source of a thousand endearments no one knew better than mary how to extract sentiments of exquisite delight from trifles which a suspicious and formal wisdom would scarcely deign to remark a little ride into the country with myself and the child has sometimes produced a sort of opening of the heart a general expression of confidence and affectionate soul a sort of infantine yet dignified endearment which those who have felt may understand but which i should in vain attempt to portray in addition to our domestic pleasures i was fortunate enough to introduce her to some of my acquaintance of both sexes to whom she attached herself with all the ardour of approbation and friendship ours was not an idle happiness a paradise of selfish and transitory pleasures it is perhaps scarcely necessary to mention that influenced by the ideas i had long entertained upon the subject of cohabitation i engaged an apartment about twenty doors from our house in the polygon summer's town which i designed for the purpose of my study and literary occupations trifles however will be interesting to some readers when they relate to the last period of the life of such a person as mary i will add therefore that we were both of us of opinion that it was possible for two persons to be too uniformly in each other's society influenced by that opinion it was my practice to repair to the apartment i have mentioned as soon as i rose and frequently not to make my appearance in the polygon till the hour of dinner we agreed in condemning the notion prevalent in many situations in life that a man and his wife cannot visit in mixed society but in company with each other and we rather sought occasions of deviating from than of complying with this rule by these means though for the most part we spent the latter half of each day in one another's society 
yet we were in no danger of satiety we seemed to combine in a considerable degree the novelty and lively sensation of visit with the more delicious and heartfelt pleasures of domestic life whatever may be thought in other respects of the plan we laid down to ourselves we probably derived a real advantage from it as to the constancy and uninterruptedness of our literary pursuits mary had a variety of projects of this sort for the exercise of her talents and the benefit of society and if she had lived i believe the world would have had very little reason to complain of any remission of her industry one of her projects which has been already mentioned was of a series of letters on the management of infants though she had been for some time digesting her ideas on this subject with a view to the press i have found comparatively nothing that she had committed to paper respecting it another project of longer standing was of a series of books for the instruction of children a fragment she left in execution of this project is inserted in her posthumous works but the principal work in which she was engaged for more than twelve months before her decease was a novel entitled the wrongs of woman i shall not stop here to explain the nature of the work as so much of it as was already written is now given to the public i shall only observe that impressed as she could not fail to be with the consciousness of her talents she was desirous in this instance that they should effect what they were capable of effecting she was sensible how arduous a task it is to produce a truly excellent novel and she roused her faculties to grapple with it all her other works were produced with a rapidity that did not give her powers time fully to expand but this was written slowly and with mature consideration she began it in several forms which she successively rejected after they were considerably advanced she wrote many parts of the work again and again and when she had finished what she intended for the first part she felt herself more urgently stimulated to revise and improve what she had written than to proceed with constancy of application in the parts that were to follow End of chapter nine